Welcome to the 16th broadcast of Indie Radio. Today is October 1st, 2011. I'm your host, Brett Hudson. And with me, I have... Ian Jones. Um, random guy in the background. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, today's um, show will be rather short. Uh, we just have news, the little chat in our IRC, and um, I'm probably going to read an interview we did with the creator of Tulalu. So, um, let's not delay anymore, and let's get started. SensorWorks uh, 1.2, um, since... SensorWorks 1.1 came out, they've released a list of features that they're going to add to 1.2. New features include Moshi ads and scores, lightweight actors, phys physics-free actors. Actors, I'm guessing, are kind of like objects or entities, um, but in stencil. Uh, and you can import arbitrary code in libraries and new projects. And then it said more details coming in a separate blog post. Um, the enhancements is Steamline all actor and game settings that are posted as blocks, and there's a long list, so I'm not going to read them all. But it does fix a few bugs, such as uh, the game attributes page, um, sort GAs and ABC order um, with the design mode palette. Uh, duplicating GA categories is broken, and yeah, I can't really talk much about it because I never use stencils. I'm sorry guys, you have to forgive me. Um, next up well, we have Yo Yo Games. Sure, or what? As I'm sure many of you who actually care know, Game Maker HTML5 is now launched into beta, so you can you know, go off and spend $100 and get something that probably will be worth it if you're actually uh, able to make good games. If you're working with Game Maker already and making some pretty good games, they're pretty popular and whatnot, then you probably would want to give it a shot. Make some money off your uh, hobby. Yep. Um, hold on. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Um, right now, Game Maker HTML5 can be bought for $100 during the beta release, and using the special coupon code that you received in the email if you signed up for the beta release updates, um, you can get it for $79, which is another $20 discount off of the current $100 discount. When GameMaker HTML5 comes out of beta, it'll be available for $200. So, um, if you want to get it, I suggest getting it now before it doubles in price. And um, if you don't want to use GameMaker HTML5, if you'd prefer a free alternative, there's Tulalu which is an IDE, you know, it's got GameMaker setup kind of, where everything's visual. There's also uh, Canvas Lord, created by our own Ian Jones. Uh, that's more for the programmers. you got to know HTML5 and JavaScript. And then there's tons of other um, libraries and creation tools that you can use for HTML5 development. Like Construct 2, which we just talked about a minute ago. Yep, exactly. So there are lots of alternatives. GameMaker HTML5, of course, will have its advantages. But um, we'll just have to see which one comes out on top. All right, and then with Tulalu, 
Uh, version 1.0.7 came out, and quite a few versions before that, because I believe the last time we just announced that version 1.0 came out, he's been nailing the updates like crazy. Like, he comes out with a new one like every other day. And then also the Linux version has been released. And I'm quite impressed with it because it's only been out for like two and a half weeks and it's already just skyrocketed. Okay, uh, I believe that's it for news. Uh, next we're going to uh, talk with some people in our IRC chat. Alright, so uh, we're doing our little IRC chat stuff, and with us right now it's just uh, me, Wits, and Jkick. Hopefully some more people will join in soon. Um, so Jkick, do you have any questions? Ah, uh, he's just gotta love awkward silence. silence. <laughs> um, Jkick asked, have you got a full opinion on DRM now, specifically in indie games? Um, I'm still kind of neutral on this. Uh, how about you, Ian? Yeah, I really don't have much to comment on that. Okay, yeah, he commented in our last radio show. Uh, he asked us the same question, and I researched it a little bit. But, I mean, I, I see its advantages and its disadvantages. So, I, I don't know. Like, DRM keeps it so, you know, people can't pirate your games, but at the same time, I don't know. Well, actually, thinking on the uh, Humble Indie Bundle, I think I'd go with... Um, that I actually would prefer to not have it in indie games, even my own indie games. How come? Because, um... What's that thing called? Uh, uh, well, you know, it just kind of makes people... You know, actually probably less likely to buy their buying an indie game again if they uh, lose it, and they can't easily just get it again. Whereas, either way, people are going to try to pirate your games and whatnot, even if you do make it a... Uh, was it? Even if you do uh, have, like, a single... Like, oh, you can only get it once or five times or something. Uh-huh. So... By making DRM free, it's just kind of like, okay, now people are actually aren't going to fire your game, probably, because they'll just be able to get someone else's code and get it, <laughs> but more people will buy it because they can install it on all their computers and all this other fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does have its advantages and disadvantages, I guess. Come on, someone should join our IRC chat. It's, um... The channel is Indie Function with a capital F on the irc.afternet.org network or server. My terminology for IRCs is retarded. I don't understand it. Like, I I just finally started calling it our channel instead of our room. I so yeah. <laughs> Got any more questions, Jakeik? Anyone else who wants to join our IRC? Okay. Uh, Jkick says, Microsoft said that Windows 8 Metro browser will not have Flash support. Since Metro will be the new default, do you think uh, Flash will struggle to survive at all? 
Ooh, I bet Ian likes this question, don't you? Alright. Yeah. As much as I love HTML5, I think that's kind of a silly idea, because, I mean, basically then, let's say you have a tablet with Windows 8, it's kind of like a slightly better version than iPad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can probably still run, like, application and stuff with Windows executables and whatnot, so that's better, but I mean, if you can't run Flash, then you lose a lot of stuff at the moment. Yeah. So until all these websites that are more minor start like updating their video players and stuff like that, yeah. and yeah, I really don't think that uh, Flash, like Adobe, will really uh, bother struggling much because it's already happening at once, and I mean, they might struggle with Microsoft, but I think that this is probably a final decision. I don't think they're going to go, oh, no, we changed our mind because Adobe's really convinced us that, oh, we need to have Flash or something. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if they'll struggle, but, um, you know, it, it will make it a little harder for Flash. And, you know, HTML5 is trying to outdo Flash right now, but I, th I think they're going to coexist with each other. I don't think they're totally going to kick each other out. Just because, you know, Flash is so big right now and HTML5 is starting to get big. But it, it would be like the world's changing to electric cars, you know. People are still going to have um, cars that run off of gasoline and we're not just 100% overnight going to be able to switch to um, electric cars. This this is just some random example. But I, I think they're going to coexist with each other. But with the Metro browser, it might make Flash have a little harder time um, being able to um, I can't think of the word um, you know what I mean, like Flash surviving in the uh, browser war well since they're now, you know, making a new browser, because it's not, you know, called Internet Explorer on the uh, Windows 8 tablet or whatever, mm -hmm. I'm wondering whether or not they'll attempt to make it support uh, W3C standards better or not. <laughs> uh, so true. Maybe they'll actually, you know, start supporting the 3D aspect of HTML5? Maybe. I don't know, because I heard that um, Wind or Microsoft pledged that they're never going to add 3D support to HTML5. I read that on a website. I'm not sure if it's a uh, fact or a rumor, but that's well, just what I've heard. I think if they do, uh, they'll probably still not support WebGL, uh -huh. but they might support a 3D context on the canvas, but I don't think they'll go any farther than that, and that's, you know, if we're lucky. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you got any more questions, uh, Jakek? Alright. Well, uh, thanks for chatting with us again, Jakek. Uh, I really um, enjoy talking to you and other people when they show up. <laughs> but um, we're going to get on with the show. So uh, next up, we're going to um, read a text interview that we conducted with Tulu Creator Silent Works.
right, so um, Ian, um, I'm gonna send you his responses, and then I'll read the question you you answer. So um, we did this over text just because silent works uh, native language isn't English, and he didn't really want to be on the radio because of that. So I'll ask the question. Um, Ian will pretend that he silent works and answer. <coughs> uh, so silent works. Uh, who are you in the indie community before Tulalu? Uh, well, my first program designed for public use was the Silent Walk FPS Creator. This was my first attempt to create to help users to create their own games without any programming knowledge. Before that, I made 3D games tested by the online community, and I got lots of nice feedback. Park Racer, for example, has more than a million downloads worldwide. Apart from games and game creator programs, I've written several small tools which basically help the development of big projects. And looking at the number of downloads, it appears that they're still in use, so I'm very proud of them. <clears throat> How much programming knowledge do you have? I've been working as a web application developer since 2001. I use PHP, SQL, and JavaScript. Before my current job, writing programs was a hobby, and I created small games and all kinds of random stuff to improve my technical knowledge. The first computer I ever used was a, the Commodore 64 in 1986, and I started to write programs around 1988. I'm interested in music, and was in band for some time, so my first single program was a polyphonic <laughs> uh, synthesizer, written in BASIC. Later, I also learned Pascal and C. I don't have a degree in computer programming, but I took some university courses in mathematics. Alright, that's pretty cool. Alright. Um, what was the original inspiration for creating Tulalu? Uh, well, I wanted to make a tool that allows people to create their own game or application, and that's a challenging task. It's a thrilling experience, and you get feedback on your knowledge and vision. During the past few years, I've tried to investigate lots of game creation tools and game engines. All of them had some great features and also some annoying ones. I wanted a program that's dynamic enough to support users' creativity, but has a friendly and easy-to-use IDE, which does the dirty job, like handling resources and buying the elements of the game, so that the good part, the creation, is left for the developer. I also believe that once we have the free technologies like HTML5 and JavaScript, it's our task to connect these to get something that's entertaining and makes us happy and gives us the great feeling of creation. I want to join the indie community and share my program with those who like creating games and have a similar vision. I also believe that these programs not only help people to create games, but also motivate them to move on and learn programming. Uh, what is it programmed in? The editor is written in Pure Basic. It's an extended version of the well-known Basic language with thousands of cool features. The engine is a JavaScript program that runs in modern browsers using the upcoming web standard, HTML5. Um, how long was it in development? I mean, oops, sorry, wrong question. Uh, why did you choose Pure Basic? What benefits did it provide? Pure Basic has a real compiler. The compiled program is very fast, and since it's using low-level resources, you don't need to install any special DLLs or external libraries. Also, programs can be compiled under Linux and OS X systems. Tululu is supposed to be released for these systems very soon. And um, since this interview, it has been released for yeah. uh, Linux. Linux. Um, how long was it in development? 
The major part of the editor was written in three weeks, and the JavaScript engine took about a week. I started the whole project around the end of August. Although the program is released and downloadable, there are still lots of features I want to implement in future versions. Also, I got nice feedback and suggestions, which helped me a lot. It's important to listen to the user's reactions. Updates have been coming out quite frequently. Do you think they'll continue to come out the pace that they're coming out at? I love working on my pro on the program. Having those great feedback and whatnot uh, motivates me to continue and improve the program. Besides the bug fixes, I'm constantly adding new features from my to-do list as well. I am working on the engine. I am also working on the engine. This, this is basically a JavaScript program, but it needs more optimization and code cleanup. So right now, my main focus is Tululu among my projects. Um. Where do you plan on taking uh, Tululu? Will there ever be a pro or paid version? Currently, I'm not planning to create two different versions. I would like to keep the Windows version free, however, the Linux and Mac OS versions might need some external help, as there might be some OS-specific issues that need to be solved by a Linux or Mac OS guru. Generally, I want Tulu Game Maker to be a game creation tool available to anyone who wants to develop a game or needs a tool that improves programming skills. I would like the Tulu Game Maker to be a well-known and useful game creation tool in the game industry. Alright, um, thank you, Silent Rooks, for letting us interview you, even though I'm not talking to you, which is kind of strange. But um, we thank you for the interview, and uh, for all of you that want to read it, uh, it'll be in tomorrow's uh, Indie Magazine, issue 16. Um, we might have a new design, I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, Yellow might make another one, but uh, we gotta do some stuff before we figure that out. So uh, it's just like that. Our interview is done, and I believe it's time for the credits. Indie Radio Broadcast number 16 was brought to you by Indie Function with hosts Red Hudson and co-host Ian Jones. Um, all music is found from Newgrounds coming from Nemesis Theory, Toy Robot Chicken, Last Survivor, Honkmaster, and The Fabs. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast and continue to listen in. Our radio show is every other weekend at noon U.S. Central Time, our next broadcast being October 15th. Also, make sure that you check out Indie Magazine issue number 16 coming out tomorrow, October 2nd, 2011. We hope you had a good time listening to us and have a fantastic weekend programming, developing, and making games. We'll see you next week.